Hello, hello, zippity doo da, zippity a. This is Stories for Kids with Morel Podcast. Hope you're having plenty of sunshine heading your way, and you are having or will have a zippity doo da wonderful day. Story bell, and again, <laughs> this story is about a goblin face. First, I will explain about goblins. Let's go. Do goblins go creeping about at night, banging on pots and pans, rapping on walls and doors, snatching night clothes and waking up households? Well, apparently, in the land of fairy tales, Goblins are mischievous, grotesque. Oh, that means not nice looking, grotesque. Dwarf like demons. Goblins are featured in many fairy tales, particularly Danish and Norwegian fairy tales. And depending on the story, goblins can have different temperaments different personalities and appearances. So, let's find out about our story, Goblin Face. And my birdie is coming along. Hello, birdie. Now, don't be afraid. We are talking about goblins or stories about goblins. But I'm here to protect you, birdie. Is that okay? All right, okay, dear birdie. Uh, All right, the goblin face, goblin face. I hope you are sitting comfortably. I'm ready. So, let's go. When I was a very little girl, I spent a good deal of my life in a large, old-fashioned house in a very out-of-the-way part of Scotland, It was not really our home, but it almost seemed so, for we used to go there as soon as the fine, mild weather set in and stay till the shortening days and the first frosts told of winter's approach. It was the home of our uncle, that's my mother's only brother, and as he had never married, and she was many years younger than he. She seemed to him more like his daughter than his sister, and he was never so happy as when we had her and all of us children to brighten up his rather gloomy old house. Gloomy, it might be in appearance, but in nothing else. For my uncle was the kindest of men, and he and all his old servants used to receive us with a welcome that would have made the grimmiest of abode seem sunshiny and cheerful. I mean, I could tell dozens, nay, scores of stories of our child life in the old castle, of our games in the house, and out of doors, of the cottages 
with all of whom we were on most intimate terms of all sorts of adventures that befell us. But just now, I mean only to relate one very short and perhaps not very interesting story, because I think it may be of use to some children who may hear it, and adults too. Now, I was about five years old when the first cloud came over my happy life. I had been ill, but though I do not clearly remember the illness, and it seemed to me to have been rather pleasant than painful, as I was petted and made much of in every way. I believe it really was a bad illness and had very much weakened me. We went to Scotland sooner than usual that year to strengthen me, but the weather, unluckily, was cold and raining. We could not go out much and had to amuse ourselves in the house It was in this way that one of the old servants one day, meaning to please us, took to telling us ghost stories. I was so little that I do not think she thought of me at all. The stories were told to my elder brother and sister, who only laughed at them, and rather liked the sort of creepy feeling of mystery which came over them as they listened. And nobody thought of poor little Nan, fanciful and nervous, though I did not know it, curled up in a corner and drinking in every word. From that moment, my life was spoiled. I did not distinctly remember the stories. I mixed them up in my mind in a dreadful jumble and never thought of their not being true. I grew up so nervous that I hardly dared go upstairs alone, even in broad daylight, and I shut my eyes if I happened to be alone in a room where there were portraits rather than see them staring at me, as I fancied they did. But all this was nothing to the terrors of the night, of which even in my old age I hardly liked to think. I slept in a little room of my mother's, until now I had been very proud of my own nest. But all that was past. I now shivered, and shuddered at the thought of bedtime, and would have done anything to avoid it. No one understood me. The nurses called me naughty. Even dear Mamma thought my temper spoiled. And no wonder, for I told nobody of my secret trouble. I think it was my fear of being laughed at. And here I would beg of big brothers and sisters never to laugh at little one's terrors, however silly, 
try to explain them away, to comfort the poor tiny sufferers, but never laugh at them. At last, happily for my life and health, the secret came out. And it was in this way. There was a recess in the wall near my bed. It had shelves and went up nearly to the ceiling. In fact, it was like a cupboard and the doors off, with the doors off. And on the top shelf stood a curious vase, or Americans might say vase, about the size of a rather fat flower pot of dark blue and white old Dutch stoneware. I'd never noticed it, for in the daytime, very little light fell on this corner, and I was seldom in the room except at night. One evening, I was put to bed as usual, feeling rather less frightened, for there were friends dining at the castle, and the sound of the piano came up to my room and cheered me. Leave the door open, please. I like the music, I said. And Nurse did so. And thus, with less shivering and heart throbbing than usual, I fell asleep. When I woke quite suddenly, perhaps the shutting of the great door or the guests' carriages driving away had wakened me. But all was quite dark and silent. I shut my eyes and tried to go to sleep again. But it was no use. I was quite awake and unconsciously I opened my eyes. What was that? I have said it was quite dark, but up there, high up, there was a light that I had not seen till I turned my head. And there, in the light, or did the light come from it, was a round, staring, white face grinning down at me. I saw its eyes, its mouth, all its features. It seemed to me the goblin face by which a wicked man in one of old Effie's stories had been haunted. I stared at it like a bird at a serpent. Though my heart had stopped from terror, then gradually I saw that it was moving, and that roused me. With a fearful shriek, I dashed out of bed, getting by some instinct to the door. I knew nothing more till an hour or two later. I opened my eyes to find myself in Mamma's arms, for she was just coming into her room to go to bed when I fell into them. It was all explained to me. There was a tiny window onto the stairs high up in that corner of the room, through which the light of Mamma's candle had shone onto the old deft vase, and even made it seem to move. 
as she stepped upwards. I was sensible enough for my age to understand and to believe it. But all the same, I was ill for a long, long time. And the cloud over my childhood never entirely faded till childhood was left behind. Still, good comes with it ill. I might never, during the few years she was left with us, have learned to know my darling mother as I did. Her wonderful tenderness and understandingness had it not been for my vision of the goblin face. The old vase now stands near my bedside, where night and morning I can see it and recall the memories connected with it. And there, I hope it will stand till I die. Oh, it wasn't a real goblin at all. She thought it was because it looked the shadow from the candle made it look like a goblin face. Did you hear that, birdie? (laughs) Things can look very different in the dark and make us think that there's a goblin when in fact there wasn't actually a goblin. Okay, now, I wonder, there were a number of words in the story. See if you can, if you know the meaning of these words. And I will leave them in the description for this podcast. First word, intimate, intimate, creepy. Jumble, shuddered, vase, unconsciously, and the last one is instinct. See if you can find out the meaning of those words. And if you know all of them, if you know all the meanings of these words already, well done to you. But if you don't, I'll repeat them, but I will put them in the description. Intimate. Creepy, jumble, shuddered, vase, unconsciously, instinct. I will be back. And so, for now, birdie say bye-bye. Ba-ba-bum, zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay. Wonderful feeling. Have a wonderful day. I'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.